You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Marks. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks. What a, what a crazy week. Well, you know what? I don't know, man. I'm trying to curb my, you know, that show Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm trying to curb my anger at a couple yeah, different whoa, things. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Ronnie, curb your anger. You're the angry man. That's who you are. You're the angry man. <laughs> you, that's, how, that's what I call him, the angry man. The angry just man. Angry man. So, I'm just angry. It's no, never been curbed, so don't give me that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no other adjectives needed in there. Just the angry, <laughs> quote, man, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, as a former defensive back, I, I take that as a compliment, by the way. I just yep. want you to know okay. that. Because good, good DBs are all angry. Just good defensive players are all angry. Right. I never met a coordinator, defensive coordinator that wasn't angry. <laughs> you have some heat. You have some heat. Yep. Even the guys that were nice, you know, smiley, sunshiny guys, they had something going on somewhere they were angry about. That's what, that's what made them good, right? Yep. Oh, man. So, anyways, um, okay, let's start, let's, start with, let's start with this one. Let's just go back. And, and we're in COVID protocol adjustment period again, folks, in case you hadn't noticed. Games are getting postponed, moved, pushed forward. You know, we, we've seen that go down. Um, on, on Monday here, you had two games. You had the Raiders and Cleveland, and then you had uh, the Vikings and Bears. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. But first, hope, let's go. I hope we don't talk about the Vikings and Bears. Oh, that was rough. That, that was rough yeah, country. No, rough a, country, yeah. folks. Yeah. So let's, let's do this. Let's bounce back to that. The Patriots-Colts game. And so, you know, the Patriots are riding high, okay? Long win streak, and they, they go down to Indy. And you, you, you didn't want to say trap game for a team oh, no. that's playing that well. well. And Indy's a better team than that. Yeah, they're but a you knew team it, call it a yeah. trap game. I think, no, I think you can't say that, right. Indy is just – they're what you want to be. I guess as a coach, when you start off the season, you, you look at the season and say, we just want to get better every week. They had a, tr- a real tough beginning, but yeah. they've gotten better every week. And they're a top five or so defense in the league. And they're the number one yeah. in the league. So you have the top rushing team and one of the best defenses in the league. And you're you're going to be a solid football team. And Wentz, he's a good quarterback. So yeah, I think they're going to be a big factor coming down the stretch. They're a lot like uh, – San Francisco to me, two real physical football teams that are starting to get catch their stride down. So, yeah, no, I think it was a physical beatdown for them too. Which, you know, in terms of the New England Patriots, is surprising, but they they controlled that football game from well, the very they, beginning. They did, and Jonathan Taylor, who's making his bid now for the MVP, and he did in that game with with 170 yards rushing, by the way, on 30 carries, 29 carries. Um. The, the game plan was solid. We knew there would be good coaching going on. Frank Reich is a, is a very good coach. And, of course, going up against Belichick. You know, the, the Patriots, um, they, they stubbed their toe on a couple things. And the big one was the block punt. 
for the touchdown. Right. And I don't know that. So there's two things that you can't survive if you do these two things in football. And, and here they are. One is a pick six. Throw a pick six. Most of the time, not all the time, most of the time, you're going to lose the game. Against good teams, you're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to you're going to lose the game. And I and I know I can't I don't know exactly what the statistic is, but I think it jumps well over 50 percent that you lose that game after pick six. We experienced that in the Super Bowl. So I can tell you from. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. And then the second one is a blocked kick of of any sort. Those two things. If you want to lose a game fast, do one of those two things. And and if you really want to guarantee you'd lose it, just do both. Yeah. Yeah. And that's surprising for New England. But like I said, uh, you know, you got to get it's less about New England than it is about how well Indy played. I think they right. no, not taking anything away from him. They physically yeah. got after him, and two yeah. teams that were very physical in that game. Wentz, I don't know how many passes he threw, seven or eight passes in that game. Yeah. He, he too, you know, and then, of course, you know, I looked at uh, some of the comments about Jones and that interception in the end zone. You know, where, how could he throw it with a linebacker stand there? Well, <laughs> I don't. I know that pat play. We used to run that play in the red zone. That's a very familiar play to me. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, him throwing the ball to him isn't bad. What he did do is he just didn't get enough air on the ball, and that's a touch throw. And he he threw it a little firm. And I know he saw the linebacker. He's just trying to get it over him. Just didn't get it done. Yeah. Now he threw two interceptions, and they've managed him up to that point very well. And here's the irony of the whole game. Talk about flipping scripts. Buffalo plays the Patriots in Buffalo and the, 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 the Patriots don't pass the ball. I think Mac Jones threw five passes or three of five, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Guess what Wentz's numbers were five of 12 for right. 57 yards. He managed to somehow throw an interception in there, but, but it, they took their game plan sort of and use it against them. And the Colts, as we said, with Taylor, they ran the heck out of the ball. They had they had over 226 yards rushing, 226 yards rushing to be exact. So when you can rush for over 200 yards, Ron, and you're you're just methodically getting first downs, but you're grinding that clock. The clock yeah. all of a sudden starts to accelerate, and so you gobble up off this all this possession, and then you get points off it. On the other side, it puts you in because I've been through that. It puts you in a little panicky mode on the other side because yeah, when you get the ball, you feel like you really have to do something with it because you may not see it again for another seven or eight minutes. That's right. No, you. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So, but uh, it's this is going to be good. Nine, nine and five now. Patriots are okay, and uh, the Buffalo Bills are are, are coming. Okay, and they're going to see them this coming week, and they're eight and six. So here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. This is this is what you this is what you watch for, right, Mike? Yeah, right? it is. And, and the thing that'll be interesting to me is see how well the Buffalo defense responds because last they yeah. kind of tore them up there last time they played a week or two ago. So yeah, and that's about best defense in the league, I think. Isn't that one of the top two? Yeah, teams? no, they're up there. Yeah, yeah. So I think Buffalo, yeah. you know, and they they made an attempt to run the ball a little bit. It's kind of a cursory thing. It's just not what they do, but. But the game yeah. that was kind of interesting to me was that Thursday night game with the Chargers and the Chiefs. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that next. So since you teed it up, I'll stand you back. Know, and uh, um, yeah. The Chargers played so well. That's the best I've seen them play this year overall as a football team. 
And, you know, they got down the five-yard line twice and got no points. Right. They went right. for it on fourth down, which is fine. I, under, I understand that because at fourth and one or fourth and two, you're inside the five. I get that. But yeah. the one I didn't get was they're out around the 20-yard line right before half, I think. And they went for it on fourth down. And then I think they were up by a point. A field goal puts you up four points where they, they have to – it's a you know it's a touchdown to beat you. So that was the only thing that I would say he should have kicked it then. The other two, it is what it is. I know he'll get – you know, he, he probably got pummeled on that. I don't know. I didn't read it. But the one I really wish he had kicked it was when he was out in the field. Inside the five, I think he'd go for it. Now, and, and as – as I recall, the, the first two were relatively early in the game. They were, And then yes. the one you're talking about came as – and I had no problem with early. And I, I, I think that plays too. okay, you got to get a feel of the game, a flow of the game. You trust your gut instincts as a coach, right, and you, and you go with that. But now as this game gets later, and especially if it's a lower-scoring game or you feel like uh, points are going to be a premium more than, than, than ever before – then it felt like it was time to kick one of them at least. Yeah, yeah I think so. Well, yeah, and I think the biggest thing too is, you know, they're playing Kansas City right now has found their stride. And it, yeah. what it says is, you know, we can't – we need touchdowns. We don't need three points. You know, that's the, that's kind of that mindset too. Yeah. But inside the five-yard line, Ron, you think you, if, if you don't get it, you know, Make defensively – the distance. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, you, you should get the ball back somewhere around midfield. You try and get him three and out. You know, coming out yeah. that inside the five coming out offensively, it reduces a lot of what you do. Yeah. And then the fumble, the kid, you know, great kid. I, I know the kid, um, uh, Josh Kelly, great, great, great person, uh, good player for him. Uh, but, you know, he, he tried to make a play and he, he reached that ball. And as soon as he went up, I said, <laughs> I just winced because I knew that yeah. wasn't that wasn't going. And he was so far away. And and then they missed the backer. The a backer came clean on the yeah. right side. OK, so here's what he did. I know the play because it's a play that we ran quite a bit, too. He had a lead blocker and a puller in front of him to the left. Yeah, he did. Had he right. stayed with him. He just scored. But what he did, there was there was he saw a little crease there. Yeah. Because and they want you to stay wide on that because a backer can't make the play. Then he's got to go through the pile to get to you. Yeah, the pile was he, to his left. Yes, yes. More, so yeah, what right. he did is he tried to. He saw that and he went for it. He took what we used to call it take cheese. Don't take the cheese on this, you know. <laughs> so he decided. I see that I can get there, and he hit it. Well, that's an unblocked player coming. Right. You know, and if he's two fifty, maybe he goes through that. You know, but he and then he got airborne on top of that. So. Yeah, that's just, that's what just I saw. Inexperience yeah. and um, yeah. you know, if you just stayed with it, and that's just not understanding the play down there because those are you don't get creases down there. You you just got to mush it through, you know. And he just got excited, saw it, and then on top of that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, on top of that, if you're going to jump with the ball, you almost have to practice that. We used to practice actually practice that because it, there's mm. an art to that. Yeah, that's you know, right. there's there's Sam Bam. Cunningham, you know. Bam, bam, Cunningham, yep. New England Patriots, yeah. So that that whole deal is, you know, the thing about jumping over the pile, I haven't seen that in years, but you have to practice that too. Yeah, you know, you do. Yeah, and and, and he'll 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 get a shot. He'll be okay with that. He's a good and player. He's, yeah. he's a good addition for him too. Yeah, tough kid, downhill kid, kind of like, uh, you know, like they have there with some other players. Justin Jackson was really the star of the day in terms of running the ball. He, he, he got 86 yards. He didn't break 100, but boy – 
every every yard of that 86 was key, and he got him at the right time, I thought, to keep him in did, the game. Yeah. But you know, the Chargers, even though they lost that game, I just felt like they had control of the game. I just felt like in the end that they were going to score and win, and they just kept pace with them. And, you know, they're so – I don't know what they did on defense, but that defensive front has come alive. Yeah, you know, and I don't know I how, explain. Mike, because – They added know. an interior – I can't remember his name. Somebody in the interior – and it's changed everything for him. Yeah. And, well, uh, I, I know who, well, Linval Joseph came back. That's what it was. The big boy. Yeah. Nine, 98. He came back and yes. that's, he, that's, he, he's a one man wrecking crew in there. <laughs> yes, and he, he, you know what he did he is, is, he, is and they kind of riled, but they couldn't get, they couldn't get the line of scrimmage, uh, trying to rush the ball. I'm talking about Kansas city. So, right. But the good news for the chargers is if they'll continue to play like that, you know, and get better, particularly on defense. They're a real good football team right now. They're better than they were three weeks ago for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll and and in the end too, the, the the Chiefs, the playmakers made the plays, they which did. which yeah. I like that. Not just for them, for, for everyone. I always said your big play guys have to show up. You know, in basketball, they always talked about. You know, in the big games, uh, you know, the big time players, whether it was Bird or Magic or, or Jordan or, or whatever, those guys always play well. And you know what? They have to. You're not going to win that game if they don't play well. And going what, back and Mike, going back to the uh, the fumble uh, by Kelly on the, in the, going in the end zone. Well, they they end up getting an interception a play later. That's do, when yeah. Mahomes threw the interception. They yeah. scored anyway. So they that was a anyway. watch. Yeah, that's right. a watch. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the, the thing that would have got him is if they just kicked one of the three opportunities where they yeah. went for it and forked down. They were all three times they're an easy field goal range and they didn't do them. And it, yeah, know, and that's hindsight. I understand that, like I said, I understand the two that were in close, but the one that was out, I think, I think that's regrettable. I think I'd have taken that one. Yeah, that, that's a difference in the game. Yeah, that's that's right. So the, there they go. Now this this division, and that's funny because the Chargers could have gone. To first place in that division, With a win. More, yeah. more or less, okay, because they would have doubled up the Kansas City Chiefs, but yes. instead, instead they go down two games. They're down. It's ten, ten and four versus eight and six. So they play the Raiders this week, don't they? Is it the Raiders? I, I can't remember. I, I just kind of glanced at. It. I thought they might have the Raiders here again this week. Uh, uh, Chargers. Yeah. No, no, can't Kansas City, Kansas City. Will go to uh, Pittsburgh and the Raiders will have Denver. Oh, that's the one. I've yeah, seen. yeah, yeah, Denver. That's yeah. a big game. Yeah, that, that's right. And yeah. and and the Chargers won't see the Raiders until uh, the the end of the end of the season. That's so the final. Who do the game. Chargers have this week. I don't have the schedule here. Yeah. So so the Chargers. I'm I'm looking here on my schedule. They're they're going to go to Houston. I I don't <laughs> like that game for them. I don't think Houston's yeah. very good, but I don't like that game for them coming off an emotional loss. Well, yeah, That's normally, a tough yeah, game but to, I just, yeah. I, I just, it depends on the head coach a lot. I think Ron and that's true. Yeah. I don't think he's going to let that happen. I think he's too good. I, I love this head coach. I love him. I think he's Brandon Staley. Yeah. I think Brandon yeah. is the real deal. He's, he's a guy to hang your hat on. He, he's one of those guys that comes along every 30 or 40 years. You know, also on that final drive to uh, when Mahomes and, and Kelsey went down and Hill, you know, the stars got involved. Uh, Derwin James wasn't on the field for the chargers. And that couldn't have helped matters at all. No, no, I know. It. Yeah. yeah you, you got, you need all your horses out there running. Yeah. Uh, we, we were, let me see here. We were, uh, we're getting the schedule going. Okay. Like I said, all of these changes now. So let me, let me move to this one. Uh, 
this, the, the Buccaneers and the Saints. So traditionally, Tom Brady has struggled against the Saints in the regular season. Last year, he lost to him twice, but he beat him when it, yeah, embarrassed both times, yeah, right. But, but, but he beats him when it counts the most in the playoffs. Right. So now this year, here we go again. They get they get bounced uh, down there in Tampa, and it, it was an ugly performance. What did you see, Mike? Because a lot of people want to know what what happened. What are they doing to Tom Brady that no one else seems to be able to do? Well, first of all, they didn't have their top two receivers, did they? I'm talking about Tampa. No, well, 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 they the guys went out. Yeah, yeah, they went out early, but they went they, out they didn't early help them anyway. But um, yeah, they didn't here's, have AB. Here's, here's what I saw. I think when you have a defense that has unusual speed and they play with that speed all the time, you're not used to seeing that, and it shocked them. And they had so much speed everywhere, they couldn't handle their speed. And then he get, they got confused in their protections a little bit. He did a great job of moving things around and getting guys isolated. And yeah. he, was, he was just off the mark. All He was unsettled the whole time because they were hitting him. They are trying to hit him. And they're yeah. told to hit him. Hit him as much as you can. We'll take the fight. Just keep hitting him. And, and they did. At the end of the game, he went over to the coordinator over at six. I saw, and those yeah. said something to him, you know, because yeah. it's, you know, Tom Brady, hands off, you know. Uh, no, they don't they, they don't look at it like that. You know, so he got knocked around pretty good, disguised things really well. And they just got smothered. The receivers, they just got smothered. You really had nowhere to go with the ball a lot. So he's trying to make throws on the move, which he just can't do. He just he's not good on the move. No, and, no not at not right now. No, not at his and age. No, no, and they I just bottled him up been. and and frustrated the heck out of him. He had no answer for it. And, you know, right. you saw him throw the tablet and all that kind of stuff. And you know, at that point, when when you've got to do stuff formation and motion wise, trying to help create picks and quick throws and things of that nature, but they didn't. They stayed with their plan, and it just wasn't good for what they were doing. Yeah, and I've seen him throw the tablet before and get all uptight. So that's that's Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator. Who, Dennis did a great job against him. Who was subbing in as head coach uh, because of Sean Payton being out with the COVID, right? Yeah. So that was that. So then, and that's we've seen this theme a lot this week. And where this COVID thing is going, folks, we're going to see it probably through the rest of the season. So get ready for that. But, but let me take you back to something. You remember Greg Williams and Bounty Gate, right? Yes. When uh, that year they, they took out three, arguably, of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. And it started with Kurt Warner. Uh, then they, they took out uh, Brett Favre in the playoffs. And, and then they took out uh, Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. And now when I say take out, I'm, I'm physically talking about taking out uh, Warner and Favre. They, they put hits on them. They, yes. they, they made sure that yes. they went after them and they said, okay, yeah, well, that's a 15 out of your right ticket, but we're going to see what this body and mind can do in the fourth quarter. And it, it worked out in their favor. So that felt like that was a little return to the days of old there. Yeah, it did. But the, fortunately, the difference in the rules just doesn't allow that to happen anymore. No, I know that. But, but the mindset. They, yeah, the they mind, said, oh, yeah, yeah, but that's a good mindset. I think that's good. Well, of course it I is. I mean, you, right. gotta, you know, they just – they just were prepared for – I think their speed really shocked them, to be honest with you. Yeah. And without the receivers, obviously, there's not a whole lot they can do about it. You know, no. and really no. when you look at it, the thing that goes unnoticed is Tampa's defense did a great job. Yeah. You know, they played really yeah. well. And that's – they they make a living right now rushing the football. I'm talking about New Orleans does. And yeah. for the most part, they just they took care of that. They just shut that down. And, and then, 
course, Hill had to, the quarterback, Hill had to improvise and they, they tried to get some quarterback sweeps and powers going and all that stuff. But they just got the lead and just sat on it, you know. You make a great point about the speed bothered Brady, the overall team speed on defense. So I, I just pulled up their schedule and I'm, I'm looking. Okay, so they, they beat Dallas. This is the, the Buccaneers. They beat Dallas early in the year. All right, and Dallas was a different Dallas then. I don't think yeah, they were the defensively same they were disoriented. Yeah. Now the Rams did beat them, and the Rams is a team. The Rams They've are a team that has now. a lot team speed. speed. Yeah. Right. Right. So I'm I'm looking at, and the next loss they go four straight wins after that Rams loss, and guess who the next team is to beat them? The Saints. Oh yeah. Uh huh. There's that yeah. team speed again. Okay. Now they go up to Washington after a bye week, lose again. And I believe uh, they had the, 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 the Washington football team had everyone healthy then, I, they did. I, I think. Yeah, and, they did. And, yeah. So, and, and I believe they got a little speed on that defense, too, when but they could crank Particularly the front. That front, when they were healthy, when they had them all. Yeah. My gosh, that was, that's a great front. You know, and they were – they just can't handle it. You know, they, I know it sounds funny to people, but when you play – they used to say that about us on offense, our offensive players. They just played – we just played faster than everybody else. And it takes – it shocks players. It doesn't look like it on TV, but when you stand there on the field and you look at it, there's an intensity to that speed that just is relentless. They just never let up. Whether they're yeah. actually faster than the other team doesn't make any difference. They play faster than everybody. They just keep it up and keep going. Yeah. And they just – they were – the intensity of them shocked them. They, yeah. just, were, they just never let up, on, you know, and that's – yeah. That's, that's, right. that's right. Now, there's two teams that they beat that have speed again, uh, the, the Colts and the Bills. But they got the Bills in a funky kind of game there, so we, we know how that one went. Yeah. So, But that's, that's a good point. So that's something to keep an eye on for our listeners to, to really keep an eye on, Mike. That, that's a great observation. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll monitor that. Here's one. Uh, the Cardinals and Rams uh, – you know, that was a weird game. I think, I think we discussed that maybe that, that was how much of that is coaching. Now that's two in a row for the Cardinals. They went up to the lions and, 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 and get beat now. So sounds like they didn't get over the Rams thing or they got exposed. Uh, what, what's going on here? Well, I think people, I, I think people went to school on how to play him. Kyle Murray. Murray, you know? Yeah. Um, they pressured him. In the past, they're so afraid of him getting out. If you pressure him, he gets out, he's gone. And uh, there's just like we talked about, you know, they, yeah. they've got the edge rushers up, contain him, and then you squeeze, and then you come up the middle with your two guys and just try and push the pocket back into his face because he's short. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a, a rule of thumb for him, and people try to do that. When the Rams tried to do that, it was successful except the two times <laughs> When the defensive end we talked about, 54 on the left side, he let him get outside, and then he made two big plays. Leonard Floyd, yeah, right. Yes, you just right. have to keep him inside and condense the pocket and just not let him. If he goes to bail, then you have to widen and, and contain him. So, And they did a real good job of that. And then they brought a couple guys, and the pressure yeah. got to him. And I think Detroit did a wonderful job defensively uh, against them. And 
I think, too, it surprised him. I think their game plan, Danny's game plan on both sides of the ball was spot on for them. He did a great job with it. Players played good. Those players are playing at a different level than they played at the beginning of the season. Thank you. I said that. Yeah, I've been saying that all week. Yeah, be careful playing the Lions now because they, they've had enough. They're a real team now. Yeah, yeah they're a they, real team. Yeah. yeah, they've had enough of that talk. And the bigger problem is if you're not the right coach – where you don't do a good job of coaching that week, your team will look like the Arizona Cardinals looked, like unprepared, no, no energy. I'm going to text you. You said there, there's no energy. Yeah. What did they think? That these guys are going to believe that stuff about the lowly Lions and just let you walk in here and that that's not how, that's not that coach. That's not Dan Campbell. I'm going to tell you no, that right no. now. And, and I tell you, you know, you think that in the NFL it wouldn't go on, but it does. And that's a little bit of the inexperience of Cliff. Kingsbury for not being that situation enough to know better. Yep. And those are the games where you have to be on edge and pissed off all week and make sure they understand that this is no joke. Anybody can beat anybody, you know, and you just gotta be the, you put your ugly on a Monday and the players, you know, know, this is going to happen again, you know, but you do, but here's what happened to Kingsbury as a play caller. They beat when they win, they rush the ball so well all the time. And they they do they've done such a good job of running the football until now, and You're it right, disappeared. Yeah. They've stopped so, running. You know what happened is Detroit got up on them, and they kind of abandoned the running game. Now they stopped right. the running game, but usually he's patient enough to kind of stay with it and stay with it and grind it a little bit. But they just abandoned that, and that was a mistake in that game. Yeah, yeah. They 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 they've done that the last couple of weeks. Now they came out against the Rams. They came out like nervous and in a hurry and just rushed. It just didn't, didn't look right. Didn't look right. But and then, you know, the plays that were there to be made against the Rams, they didn't make them. And normally no. they, make them, but so they, they were in the big show, you know, they're undefeated top of the league in terms of wins and losses. And they go to the Rams and they basically choke is what they did. They, they, they straight up choke. That's what and it the, looked like. The Rams yeah. just, you know, the Rams played like they should play the intensity, that defensive front, the energy, they just got after it. And then they started doing some things on defense too. They changed some things up. So that was good. But I think right now Kingsbury's they're They're in that whole, that part of the season, Ron, as you know, as a player, you get to this part of the season, those players, those teams that are going to the playoffs are in that playoff mode. If you're playing one of those guys, Buddy, you better strap up because it's going to be a long afternoon. You're going to get all they got. You, you, you're going to get all they got. Yeah, they, you're darn right. You're going to get all they got, man. And that's in that to me. That's what uh, Detroit did to him. You know. Yeah. And that kind of validates Danny Campbell right now. Yeah. No, that's that's right. That's exactly right. So now the 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 Cardinals first place in the division, but here come the Rams. Okay, and, and here the come Rams the 49ers, and the, here come the 49ers as well. And now Indianapolis is next up for the Cardinals at home. And that, so that's, that's, that's going to be an issue. That's going to be an interesting game. And then they've got to go to Dallas and round out with Seattle. So they, they, could, they could very well choke out for the rest of the season. I could see that easily happening. Yeah, you know what's going to happen because Indy is a heck of a defense. They're going to have to find a way to get that ball you know, on the, on the ground again, they, they've got to create that running game that they've lost. That back is such a good play. Connor, he's such a good player. Yeah. And they yeah. got to give him the ball and they, they just didn't get him the ball. No, no. He, he was trying to go. I mean, he had, he had a nice. Now I will say there. this. It's easy to sit, for us to sit here and say that, but as a play caller, 
when you get into those situations, there's a little, a little bit of panic to it, but you feel like you got to make something happen. You know what I mean? And yeah. if you run the ball and get stuffed, now it's second 10, you run it again, it's third and 10. You know, it's pretty easy to abandon the game the next year, abandon the running game the next year. So you've got to be creative in what you do and trying to rush the football too. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, move it along here. Ron Pitts, Mike Martz, Run It Again podcast. And uh, the America's team, as they say, the Dallas Cowboys uh, beat up on the Giants. Didn't, didn't think I was going to see much for the Giants. So how, how good are these Cowboys right now? I'll, I'll let you go first on this one. I'll throw my two cents in. I think they're obviously going to be in the playoffs. Um, I don't know that they're good enough to win it all. I, physically, they are certainly, but yeah, they just they just find a way to screw it up in big moments. They always have, and that's kind of still there to me. The thing that's helped them so much right now, Ron, is they're playing such good defense. Yeah. They're really good on defense and offensively. I really believe that the head coach is kind of taking over some of the play calling there because it's changed dramatically. Mm, They've become way yeah. more way more conservative now, and that bombs away stuff is gone. And that's good. And then you're saying that's good for them. It's a very good thing because it helps the defense, you know, and what happens is, you know, that two back system, they, they, they're patient with the running game. The whole idea is to win the game, not see how many yards you can get and all that stuff. So yeah, I think they're, they're controlling the, the football game and they're playing winning football right now. And if they'll stay with that, then I think they have a great chance, but I, I just, there's something about them. You know, everybody who loves the Cowboys, they feel like, yeah, okay, but, <laughs> you know, like you said a few <laughs> weeks ago. So, yeah, it, they it, certainly it, it, they certainly are good enough. At the beginning of the year, I really felt like for the NFC, it would either be Green Bay or, or the Cowboys in there. Then the Cowboys have kind of fooled around a little bit. But, uh, you know, they're, they're just so talented, Ron. You know, there's there's no reason for them not to be there in the end, but I just don't know if they can do that. Two of the next three games are divisional opponents. Uh, Washington coming up next, and that's at home. Uh, and so Washington, Washington will either step up and, and, and play better than they played in a big game at home last week, or they will, uh, they'll say goodnight and make those reservations for Cancun. Yeah. And then uh, Arizona and, and Philadelphia to round it out. So, Ryan, here's the thing about that, though. When you play a division opponent the first time and you lose – it's hard for that team to come back and beat that opponent again. It's just hard. It's hard to sweep an opponent in the yeah, division. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I think I do think that Washington, and I think Washington was missing some guys in that game. Yeah. In the defensive front, and I think they get some guys back. So it's it's not going to be easy for the Cowboys. It won't be easy for them. It'll be a, a tough game for them. But you know, if if they're for real, they got to sweep this thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we'll uh, keep an eye and on Dax that Dak's numbers are not good. Yeah. They're just average, and he's not average. Yeah, I know. You know, the Dak, Dak seems like he's riding – he's on that tightrope of, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, and then you see him do this. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So then, here's, the thing, here's the thing yeah. I see, Ron, about him is since that injury, you know, the first part of the year he was, he looked like himself. Yeah. But for some reason, he's gotten real nervous in the pocket. Looks and nervous never, in the pocket. I've That's never right. seen him like that, but he's gotten real nervous and jittery, and um, I don't know why, but he's a different quarterback than he was at the beginning of the year for sure. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Raiders pulled one out. 
<laughs> man, what a game. Monday, pulled, pulled it out. And uh, that was part of two games that got pushed to Monday. The Vikings and Bears, I'm not even going to really discuss that one. That was a rough game to watch, full of penalties, full of mad coaches, Matt Nagy, and some of it was was legit. But but anyway, so the Vikings stay alive at 7-7. Seven and seven. But the Raiders, man, you know, poor, poor Cleveland Browns. If you want to know what the Cleveland Brown fans' angst is and why they're bitter historically about some things, go back and watch that game. That was a perfect example of what happens to them. The darn game is all but one in the last few minutes there. If they get one more first down, I believe that game is over, Mike. But they yeah. end up giving the ball back to Derek Carr, and, and you peeped this long ago. Derek Carr is much better quarterback than maybe people want to give him credit for, and I think he's better now with the coaching change for some reason. He looks different. He looks better. And they went right down the field, and as soon as they got the ball, I said, that, this is trouble. They're going to kick a game-winning field goal and walk out of here, and that's what they did. Yeah, and I think that – uh, on on Derek Carr on that whole topic, I think he has been uh, subdued his entire career because of who he's been with there, you know. And uh, I guess it's a slam on John to some extent, but that's just not John's office. John is a passing game inside ten yards kind of a guy, and that's and Derek is just very he's more talented than that. You don't need a great player to, to play in that offense. That's a great player that's been kept down. And right now, uh, they're freeing him up a little bit. And here's, here's the other thing. When things are just bad, you're doing the football cha-cha, one, two, three, kick, one, two, three, kick. Like we watched with the Bears here <laughs> last night, cha-cha. right? The Bears, they can't, <laughs> oh, that was, oof, they that can't was pee rough. a drop. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> they go to two minutes, and they go twice. They go right down the field. Now, they don't score your time, but they go right down the field. So oh. the moral of that story is, and this is it's hard as a coach to do, is you, if your things aren't going right, you just pull it two minutes and say, okay, guys, we're going speed up. We're going to two minutes right now. Wait a minute, it's the middle of the second quarter. I know, yeah. well, we got to get something going. And so it just changes everything. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, you know, at the end there, when they get in two minutes, he's in full control then, and he's calling the plays at that point. Most two-minute mm-hmm. teams, they're calling it. You, know, the quarter, you leave it to the quarterback and because you want to go fast. And you don't want to stay there to listen to it and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, big win for the, Ra- the Raiders. They stay alive in this thing. And uh, for the Browns, it just made it so much harder. And they had everyone in the world out. They had 21-plus guys, 20 guys to be exact, out officially on COVID. Uh, they didn't have the big receiver in Landry, they didn't have Baker Mayfield, and, and the list went on and on. Uh, changes at, at coaching. Uh, the head coach was was out, and uh, uh, Prefer came in uh, as the head coach, your special teams coach as right. the head coach. So, right. and that was cool actually to see you know special teams coach versus special teams coach. You know, Basachi on the Raiders, right. interim head coach. So that was actually kind of interesting, but. Again, just uh, take my hat off to the Raiders, man. You know, what, what Al Davis used to say, just win, baby, and they just won. But you have to give credit to that group with all that was missing that they went in there were as competitive as they were. Oh, they played as yeah. well as they did. You know, the yeah. Raiders, for the most part, full strength, I guess, and to yeah. win there and play them the way they played with basically the JV team, I guess, more or less. They didn't agree. Nick, Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins, you're down to your number three. You don't even have Case Keenum. 
Yeah. They, they were down to three. I thought Mullins did a pretty darn good job in finding the guy in the end zone there late in the game. I, I thought they, they he did a real good job. They, they played well enough to win it. Now, now I guess what do you, you got to get what one more first down, I guess. Yeah. But that's that's a tribute to the that's the what Raider happened defense. to last year in the playoffs. Remember, they yeah. just need one more first one down. more. Couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah. So but you know, look at that division games. now. Look at the four teams in that division. They're all eight, eight, seven, seven, I think, aren't they? Isn't that all? Uh, aren't they yeah. All wrapped up in there together. Well, that's been the, the whole talk of the AFC. It's a, it's it's a bunch of seven win teams, right? All jumbled up there, and I call them the, the killer bees: the Bengals, Bear, Bengals, Broncos, Browns. You know, all all of those guys all jammed up together. So, but within that division, you got Cincinnati. Um, you yeah, know, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. Yeah. You know, they're you, all the first two are eight, eight win eight teams. Eight and six. Then, yep. Then, you know, seven, seven and seven is there something like that. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Cincinnati and Baltimore right now with the with Baltimore lost to Green Bay. We'll talk about that in a second. They're, they're eight and six, both of those teams. And uh, Pittsburgh, seven and six, and Cleveland, seven and seven now. So, who's going to win that thing? You know, that's, that's, that's <laughs> so highly competitive coming down the stretch. That's what's so cool. Here's what's so cool about the NFL right now, I think. R- right now, usually, there's a couple teams that have got it wrapped up. They got everything yeah. wrapped up. They're probably going to have the bye week, and, and that's just not the case anymore. No. There's only maybe two or three teams in the league right now that you would say they just can't, you know, they can come up and beat somebody occasionally, but they're just not any good, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's let's talk about this since we're in that division and one team in that division just lost to the Green Bay Packers. That's a Baltimore Ravens. Boy, that was an interesting game. Now, this here's what I saw. I saw a team that first and by the way, I thought uh, Huntley, the quarterback, Tyler Huntley, a kid out of Utah, played really well. And I like him. I, I, he's, he's, he does a lot of things that Lamar does, and then he does some things I think a little bit better passing-wise than I saw from Lamar. There's something there. He seems a little more centered and balanced. Anyways, it came down to the last play. They, 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 they came with a play, Mike, to the Andrews, the tight end, who had caught a bunch of balls. He, I think, had over 10 catches. But it just seemed like Green Bay knew that play was coming and they, they had two guys there and it you didn't, I wanted to see more of an option with the quarterback to do something else. If that guy wasn't open and they didn't give it to him, it was like, this is it one or done. You know, it, I just shook my head because when you sprint out on a two point play, it's worthless, just worthless. Cause you've, you've now you've got one quarter of the end zone to get you got one open. play. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. One play, one quarter of the end zone to get the ball into. You've eliminated right. everything else because, and right. it was a full sprint. He didn't. It wasn't a quick sprint. It was a rollout. And when you do that, the safety, which is the guy that made the play, he's coached to run underneath everything over there, which is exactly what he did. Get underneath it. You're right. They Just used to call run it- and get underneath it. And there's only one receiver over there, so there's, there's, there was nothing else over there. I wish if you're going to do that. Then go three receivers to the left side, put him over there on the right side, talking about the tight end. Yeah. And throw a fade to him on that little corner. Yeah. That right. has more of a chance. That had, yeah. That, 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 play that, just, ran, that was just a no chance. It's a little bit like, uh, I hate to say this, <laughs> 
But it was a little bit like the Bears fourth down play last night or whatever that thing was. I don't know what that was. Down the end zone, remember that? Yeah. That, 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 yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Did you just make that up in the sideline? I mean, come on. Oh, that was horrendous. That was a horrendous uh, play call, design, everything. You know, you need – you got to have better than that. You just yeah. got to have better than that. Yeah. 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 You're, and, not giving, and, you're not giving your guys a chance to win the game, man. I mean, come on. But see, that's why this division is what it is. And so now that begs the next discussion, how good are the Cincinnati Bengals? Here's what I heard out of their camp last week. And it kind of struck me funny because it's not like you guys have been blowing people out of the water. I love what I see from the quarterback Burrow and Jamar Chase. And I love that. I, I, I like what I see, but I don't like what I see from some things defensively in their secondary. Yeah. They, they play some coverages that look like you talk about just drawing them up. Yeah. They look like they just got introduced to the game of football, but they said, well, and this came from the head coach. Well, Zach Taylor. Well, no one, no one really wants to play us right now. We know people are ducking us. We just have to get it all together. What the hell does that mean? Uh, that's what, just you, what, what is, what do you wait, dude, you're, you're eight and six. <laughs> you're jammed up here with Baltimore. You're one game ahead of Pittsburgh and now one game ahead of the bottom team in the division, the Cleveland Browns. How can you make a statement like that? That's, that's a ridiculous statement there. I guess you say that for your players to motivate them somehow, kind of prop them up. I guess. Yeah, that's a meeting room talk. Right, closed-door yeah. meeting room and talk. It's not something you say in the media, I don't think. But No, and, and that, was, that was blasted out nationally. I just I looked at that and said, wait a minute, what do you think? And then some of the players, <laughs> players echoed that, and I, yeah. okay, I understand. They're just following the lead of the coaches, and but wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I mean, that's something you do tell your players, nobody wants to play. Where the, you know, I mean, that's and he maybe he feels that way, and I, and that's great. If the players take that op, that persona on, they feel that way. I think that's great, but I don't think that's something you say nationally. I mean, I don't think that the stuff that we used to talk to the players about who they are and all that stuff. Uh, I would never discuss that with anybody. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I guess I don't like it, but maybe it has its effect too. Maybe it will have a positive effect. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I really don't. I just, uh, I know that conference or that division right now is really tough. Well, let's talk, let's talk division since we're, we're there and then we'll uh, get into next week's games. So I'll, I'll start on the AFC side, uh, AFC East. It's uh, New England nine and five, Buffalo eight and six and Miami. Miami is, is quietly coming. Miami has, has reeled are. off six in a row yeah. and they're, they're trying to roll I think it's too little, too late, especially they've got a Hummer coming up with some of their, their schedules and games. They're not good enough, Ron. They're just not good I, I don't think I don't think it's, it's going to happen this year. But now the question is, has something been opened up on Mac Jones? And then how does uh, uh, the Patriots, how does Bill Belichick fix it and recenter it after this loss? No, I don't think he found an Achilles. I think the thing that hurt them is uh, the thing that surprised me is they rushed the ball so well against them. And they're yeah. patient with it. And what Bill has always done is he'll find out why you win, the things that you do really well that makes you win, and he just takes it away. That's right. And that's what he does. And and um, so what was remarkable about that, you knew he was going to try and take the running game away and put it in Winston's <clears throat> hands, and, and he couldn't do it. He just yeah. couldn't do it. So I think that uh, it kind of it's a kind of revealing in terms of how good they really are and – I do think that uh, Mac Jones is a really good player. I don't try and think they're protecting him or anything else like that. I think it's just some of the things just happens. Yeah. AFC North, we just talked about that division. That one's up for grabs. Anybody's going to grab that one. 
Uh, AFC South, I, I've always liked Tennessee, and, and I've always liked Indy, and that's where this division's going to come down to. It's going to be between those two teams. Well, I think Indy's a better team right now. You know, of course, with the running back issues down in Tennessee, and I don't know if the quarterback is really that good. I really think that Indianapolis is uh, like like San Francisco. Those teams remind me of each other. They're big physical teams that rush the football very well and play good at quarterback, you know, and they're good on defense. Yeah. Now, Indianapolis, as we said, they're going to go to Arizona. All right. So that, that that's game. A, that's, that's a wonderful that's, game. That would be a big game there now. Yeah. And that's a dangerous game for Indianapolis. And it's a must win game for Arizona, the way I look at it. And then after that, they've got the Raiders at home back in Indy. Boy, Raiders are traveling this year. And uh, then they end up down in Jacksonville for, for their season. So that, that's how that's going to go. Uh, meanwhile, if we look at the, uh, the Tennessee Titans, they have an interesting schedule. because So, so here's how this one is going to go. They're going to have San Francisco at home. Okay, and then Miami at home. So the next two games are at home. I like I like Tennessee in those next two games at home, even though the 49ers are playing pretty darn well. I think the 49ers are playing really well. I think that's a tough game for Tennessee to win. I do think they'll beat Miami. They're just better. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon for San Francisco because when I watch them, they're physical on both sides of the ball. They're just playing such good football right now. They just don't make mistakes. And, uh, you know, that's a team really that is kind of a dark horse, but is really a good football team. So, so they're eight and six, okay? And in that division, the NFC West, they're third because of Arizona, who's just stumbling and bumbling all over the place, and the Rams, who appear to have gotten it together. You know, they'll, they'll play they'll – play, uh, Tonight, as uh, as two yeah, games go yeah. off, yeah, yeah, as two games go off, Washington, Philadelphia, along with this one. Uh, but now they've got this coming out of the rest of the season. They've got Tennessee at Tennessee, as we talked about. Then Houston at home. I gotta think they can pull that one off. But then they gotta go to to, to Los Angeles to play the Rams, and that that could be a big time game. That literally could be for a division for someone. Well, that's that's not a trip that they don't look forward to. <laughs> no, right. They've they beaten them, what, six straight times? Yeah, they, yeah. they own Five them. So, to, yeah. You know, that's yeah. a, that's some, that'll be probably that week. That's probably going to be the game of the week, you know, when you look at it. That's right. And now the Rams are going to be thinking, okay, now how many times are we going to let these guys beat us? And now this one could be for the division. So that, like you said, that, that could be the game of the week. Well, that's, I, I that's do think the Rams are a different football team right now. Much different. Yeah. I think the quarterback – if Matthew Stafford will continue to play like he did here last week, you know, I don't think it's – I think they win it, and I think they do beat San Francisco. I think that that – I think the head coach there has done a great job of bringing these guys back and getting them on point, so to speak. They played with a great deal of intensity and emotion in that last game, and that's why they, they'll have to finish it out like that. They played championship football last week. They really did. They looked like a championship team. Yeah, they did. And they just were lackluster before that. The quarterback would come out and throw pick six and kind of stumble around a little bit. But they're always in it, you know, they because they're good. Yeah. So if yeah. you can eliminate that and he plays good football and he's the key to that team, period. Yeah, he, he I, I think the Rams win the division. I, I, with Arizona slipping and unless some, unless they slip and, 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 and San Francisco takes off, 
I, I think I think the Cardinals are going to stumble out of this thing. I don't think. Well, you 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 mentioned. It. I don't think you can lose back to back games this late and then recover from it. But well, they have a problem there right now. In both games, they did not play like they played earlier. No, and and I do no. think what you said earlier about having the key to, to what's what's happening with the, to Kyler Murray and how to play him is accurate. I think yeah. and if you're not going to run the football, then that's what you do. You keep just, him in the pocket, make him play the game. Keep him in the pocket, the squeeze pocket. it together, and ultimately yeah. you're going to bat balls down and yeah, they shut him down. Yeah. They shut him down. Yeah, so th- they've got to gear up the running game. If they don't do that, then it's going to be hard for them to win the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. So this AFC West, Kansas City in control now, ten and four. Uh, they they could they could with a win. They should be able to get in the playoffs. I believe that's a deal for, with them. Uh, the Chargers still hanging in there, eight and six. Uh, Vegas now at seven and seven, along with Denver at seven. Denver just won't go away. Denver and Vegas won't go away. You know, Denver's so good on defense, Ron, and they're good on offense. The quarterback does a good job. I mean, they they manage things well, but defensively, they're they're so physical and they just make things happen on defense. The yeah. Raiders ultimately, uh, it, it's just kind of a roller coaster. You just don't know who's going to show up from week to week. You know, there's one week they look good, the next week they play their ass off, and they just kind of you just don't know who's going to play. My, how, how, so what? What is? How good can the Raiders be? Because they seem like a team. They seem like one of those teams. Yeah, they'll when the lights are bright, they'll pull out a good one, a big yeah. one. I think but you're then right. they'll go back home when the lights turn off against a team they're supposed to beat, and the, and the same energy won't be there. I, I I can't figure them out. Well, that's a leadership thing, though, Ron. I mean, that's that's what head coaches do, you know. Yeah. And that's and that's what Cliff Kingsbury's got to do with Arizona. There's a problem there. You got to address it, and it's your job to keep them keep them up and not have those valleys, you know. And that's a hard thing to do, but that's what you get paid to do. But but what I'm seeing is right. Is it yes, not? No question. It, yeah. yeah. No no question. You know, had they're really a good football team, right? And their defensive front, as you know, I really like what they do. So, and the quarterback, yeah. I've always thought he's a terrific player. Yeah. They're they're playing good, and like you said, big games are going to show up. They're going to be formidable. So yeah, yeah. That's okay, a, so- a great job for somebody next year. I tell you that. <laughs> Who, who's who's going to get that job? And, and and what's going to happen down in Jacksonville? I have no idea. Jacksonville will make another mistake. It's just because that's why Jacksonville's Jacksonville, you know. Gosh. They, yeah. And the Raiders, right. I don't know. You know what happens, John? You know, they like with John, they, they turn the hiring over to these uh, companies. Oh, these, these search firms. Don't yeah. get me started. I'm about to snap on that. Yeah, and the, then that result from that is never good. So no, no, you, you know can't. it's it, you have to know football to hire a real good football coach. You, you just do. So it's like the Bears; they keep making yeah. mistakes. So you, you have to know football to be able to hire a good football coach. So whoever is doing the hiring, they really have to understand and know, you know, good football coaches. Yeah. And instead yeah. of the knee jerk kind of thing, so. Yeah, that search firm deal that that does not work, folks. It, 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 I don't care what they tell you, the percentages of it long term don't work. You need real football people at some point who know what they're looking at and know a coach when they see one to make the decision. 
bottom and there's line. some really good ones out there. Obviously, offensive coordinator at K- of course. KC. He's the all enemy. Guys, yep. Yeah, all those guys should, at this point, these jobs should be opportunities for them. That's just got to happen, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, NFC. Let's go. Let's go to uh, NFC. And, and by the way, the the, the Chiefs. No, nah, they're gonna they're gonna need some help, and uh, they can't wrap it up just yet because uh, the Chargers are too close, and that division's still too close. So that one's gonna go a few more weeks. NFC East. Dallas is in control of that one. That won't be an issue for them. Uh, they can start thinking about playoffs and so on and so forth. Uh, Green Bay has locked up the uh, the division and the playoff spot. Uh, the NFC South now, it, Tampa Bay is in the lead there. They're up by three over the Saints. The Saints have doubled them up, so really the Buccaneers would have to lose out and the Saints would have to win out for, for them to go into the tiebreaker, which the Saints would win. Well, I think the, the Tampa Bay is a little bit of a uh, problem here because they've, they've lost so many good players. Well, and yeah, with the, right. the COVID thing coming down the stretch, it's not going to be the best team. It's going to be – who has more players available. Right. And it's a shame because that's going to determine whether you get in the playoffs or not. And that shouldn't be, but that's what's going to happen. Like Cincinnati, you know, Cincinnati, what they got all their guys, do they win that game? Yeah, probably so. Yeah. You yeah, know, right. and, and, and yet they take that loss and it, maybe it affects them in the playoffs. I don't know, but the last three games here, this certainly, you know, can be the, the factor in, in terms of whether you win or lose. So that's unfortunate. Well, Mike, you said it about going back to, to Urban Meyer. You said it. He he wasn't coming back, man. You, I I I laugh not at not at the situation. I just said it it how good you were with. <laughs> you said oh, he's not coming back. I was like, wow. He's not coming How'd back. you know that? But you knew that he's so, not coming back. And of course, yeah, the Bears are they'll be that looking one. for somebody. New York will be looking for somebody. So it's just you know you got to make a change. He's you just can't keep doing the same stuff. You just can't do it. Yeah. Uh, so NFC West, I, I feels like the Rams have the energy and uh, unless San Francisco at eight and six can, can chase the Rams down and the Rams stumble, this is, this will be an interesting finish. Well, they can get at least a game closer by beating them in the final game for sure. Oh yeah. What I'm curious about is how well the Rams play this week up in Seattle and Seattle's, you know, they reemerged here at the end of the season with this running back Penny, the kid from, San Diego State. Rashad Penny, yeah, 137 yards rushing. I still don't – I didn't look it up. I meant to, but he's been out for two years, and he's not yeah. playing, and I don't know why. Maybe he was injured. I don't know. No, Mike, he, he had a, a knee injury uh, his his uh, first year out. Oh, okay. And, and he, you know, he, so he got into that cycle of, of rehabilitation, and, you know, you know how the league is now. They they find other dudes and they go forward, right? So you got you know, pushed Chris, back a little bit, yeah. Right. Chris Carson comes along, a couple other backs. They go forward with you, and uh, you know they kept him on the roster, kept him going. But he he uh, so now now they got in a situation where they had to go back to him, and he ran he ran well, ran ran well against Ron, the Texans. He didn't run well. He was exceptional, but he was exceptional. He's a beast, big old dude now, and he's got the jump cut. He's got speed. He's got it all. He ran over him. He ran around him. Uh, this will be hard. You know, I tell you what yeah. Seattle will do. They'll try and go back and do kind of what the 49ers did to him, you know, dominate yeah. the game if they can. But um, I'm, I'm anxious to see the energy level and how well L.A. plays up there. Now, it's funny because COVID actually helped the, the Seahawks 
I believe, because uh, last week, Tyler Lockett, along with Alex Collins, the running back, were, were COVID-listed guys. Yeah. But now, with the extension of the game being pushed forward, now those guys may be able to come off. They may be they may, and with the new uh, rule changes and protocol, it it's gone from you used to have to test clean, uh, you know, or, or, or negative twice within a forty-eight hour pe- period. Now it's a twenty-four hour period. So the yeah. league has made it easier for guys to test uh, out of protocol. Makes you more and on uh, the, the field. chance of being available. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, so that 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 may happen. I think another big loss for this team is uh, the Seahawks. Is Jamal Adams is gone for the year? Yeah, that's so. Awful. That's that's, that's big. Awful. They, they they you know I was looking up how much money they gave up for him, Mike. Yeah, I, I didn't realize <laughs> they gave him a four year, seventy million dollar yeah, contract, and they gave him two first round picks and a, a third round pick and a player. And he just didn't. Ooh, he I just didn't. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. He's not he that was guy. Not from I the very beginning, you watch him play, you expect. He, he mm, no, I like him. I like him. And I think he needs a, a certain amount of guys around him in other places, like a serious number one edge rusher and then a serious D tackle. Then he can be a real big impact guy. So let but, me ask this question, Ron, as a former player. And I know it's going to vary. From player to player, uh, you yeah. know, that based on personality and character. But when guys hit it rich, so to speak, like that, yeah, and they go to a team and they're paid all this money, you know, there's there's that thought with some coaches that they can, don't shut it down, but they got it and they're happy and they just don't compete like they normally do. <laughs> how much of that is true and how often does that happen in your mind? Oh, uh... I think it happens quite a bit, at least 50% of the time. We were talking the other day. I was talking to Jackie Slater. Jackie turned to me and said, have you ever seen a running back get a big-time contract and then play as well after the contract as he played before the contract? And I was thinking, not very often, no. And, And let me tell you, if you give that guy that money, he better be a high impact guy where you can, where the players can see that difference. Like, like, like I'll give you like a Bruce Smith. Right. Okay. Then I can see it in terms of sacks or the quarterback. I can see it there or a left tackle. I remember what what was it? My uh, gosh, what year was that in green Bay? I think it was 90. We drafted Tony Mandrich. They left. (laughs) They left Barry Sanders on the board. They, they left uh, Derek Thomas on the board and about two or three other Hall of Famers yeah. on the board and went with Tony Mandridge because he was supposed to be the guy, left tackle, coming out of Michigan State. And let me tell you, we had three offensive linemen holding out that year because of the money they gave Mandridge. They yeah. wouldn't come into yeah. camp. Yeah, And we started out, Mike, something like one in four four, two and five, something like that, and missed the playoffs by one game. And that was the difference. The locker room blew up about it. Yeah. So again, it depends on who that guy is. He better be a guy that's a, that's a good locker room guy. Number one, the guy's like, but he's making, he better make an impact immediate one. So here's, here's how I look at it. Guys on a team that get rewarded with a big contract because of past performance. 
to me, they're more likely to continue that type of performance. Same environment, same coaches, and they feel like it's a reward for and and they they're comfortable with it. They just play better. Mm-hmm. Guys that have a great season at the end of their contract jump and go to a new team and get paid all that money. Locker room doesn't know them. They don't know what they've really done. They know of them and uh, you know all that yeah. stuff, but. It's a different dynamic. Oh, that's a different dynamic now. Yeah, and that's what Jamal Adams was. He came from another team and right, got paid. Right, 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 right. And no, that's, that's, I think that's, uh, mm-hmm. it's just like when we re-up Isaac and Tori and all those guys, you know, they, mm-hmm. nothing changed for them. They, can, they, they, they still compete at that highest level, you know. But, and then, you know, you get guys coming in and, and uh, you pay them a lot of money and they're just not who you, you know, you thought they were. That's the initial part of free agency, Ron. I remember because I was here, I came to the league right at the beginning of free agency. And the first few years of free agency, it was almost like, why did we do this? Because those guys that got out those big salaries and moved, they just, they disappeared. They didn't do anything. They disappeared. Yeah. It took years yeah. before that whole system made sense. Cause initially it really didn't initially the free agents, you know, when guys sign guys, they got their paycheck and they just shut it down. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah. But now well, it's different. It is the whole dynamic of it is totally different now, but I just see it too often where, you know, teams will throw all this money at somebody uh, because of past, whatever their thing in the career that they, they show up and they just, that's what made me think of that as Adams. Cause I, I've seen that happen quite a bit actually in the league. Yeah. From a player's perspective, I was kind of curious what you thought about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, is he a good player? A very good player. Love watching his energy and on all that stuff. And, you know, the announcers love to pump it up, but when you really break it down for what they paid for it, mm -mm, no, it's, that's, that's not, and maybe that's one of the things that got Russell Wilson fired up over the off season. We're paying safeties, this kind of money. And we need a, we need old linemen. Yeah. No question. Yeah, I don't think that doesn't sit well. That yeah, that's that doesn't sit well. I don't, I don't know. Like, but so yeah. many of those things, and we could we could do a, a couple of shows on just the dynamics of the locker room. I think you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's so fragile, and to have a great locker room is all about winning. Yep, that's right. Well, Mike, we got to get out of here. Uh, some some games coming this weekend, boy. We're gonna now we're in the holidays, Christmas time, so it's time to play football. <laughs> so we so we got games that have been moved and pushed back from COVID. All right. Yeah. And then we got games coming up on, on, on Saturday, Christmas day, you're, you're going to see the Browns and Packers and Colts and Cardinals. So that'll, that'll be fun. And, and Mike, I, I told you every week I was going to mention a, a, a NFL legend to you, right? Remember that? Yeah. I told you that. Yeah. Okay. So I know we're short on time and our producer, Roy Hamilton, he's uh, he, he's on me here. So we, we got to get it rolling, but I'm just going to mention a guy and you give me about 30 seconds on him. Cause I, I know you remember who he is. Jumpy gathers. <laughs> and you you tell us what what one move was he notorious for that oh. to this day strikes fear in offensive linemen's hearts oh <laughs> the uh was it the upper I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you i'll give you a hint beep 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 that's the sound of the forklift backing up oh right the forklift the yeah. forklift move remember yeah. his he had a forklift move that somehow it defied physics. He could get underneath one shoulder, pull the other shoulder back, and walk the lineman back. It lo- the move looked like something out of the Matrix. It was surreal. And, and to this day, if you mention that name, Jumpy Gathers, to any offensive lineman, they go like this. 
No, they went. I mentioned it to Jackie Slater, Hall of Famer. Jackie went, oh, Lord. But, you know, to me, I just remember him on that up and under move. That's that's it. He was so violent. He would get up and get that shoulder, the outside shoulder of the offensive lineman up in the air. And then he'd come underneath it, cross (laughs) his face. And he'd just deposit him right back in the quarterback's lap. Like that was the fourth. That was a okay. So let me tell you this, I, and I wish I could remember the kid's name. I keep forgetting this poor kid's name. The Rams left in fifty-four. What's his name? Oh, oh, oh Leonard Floyd. He yeah. rushes like jumping others rushes. Yeah, he's Strong, got that violent, violent, yeah. violent pass rush. Yeah, he's he's a little lacking on technique, but man, if that kid could use his hands better, like Jumpy yeah. was so unbelievable. He's got those that reach. Was ridiculous. You get on that shoulder, and like you say, the forklift, <laughs> that shoulder, and then back underneath it. And, oh. But oh. that kid reminds me of Jimmy Gathers. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, that that that's that's what you know. The sports shows don't show you guys like that. They don't talk no. about Jumpy Gathers. They they no. show you the other ones, another great ones. But go ahead and do a little research for our listeners out there and, and viewers. Go ahead and do some research on Jumpy Gathers and see yeah, what you come up yeah, with. Yeah, get online and, and look him up and yeah. get a video of him. Yeah. And you go, oh, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, done. there's not a whole lot out there. I'm surprised. I don't know why. I mean, they'll have something. You get, yeah, you'll, have you'll something find something yeah. out there. All right, Mike. Well, I guess we should wish happy holidays to everyone. Merry Christmas. Because we're here in Christmas. It just feels like another week in NFL to me, but it is Christmas time and holiday time. So, you we'll know, wish people everyone say happy. happy. People say happy holidays, Ron. I say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Good stuff, man. Gotcha. All right, right, brother. Okay. I will uh, see you next week. Right on. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Well, let us know by leaving us a review on Apple. Be sure to join us next Tuesday for a new episode as we visit with former Raider executive and CEO, Amy Trask. Don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com and be sure and hit that subscribe button. Remember, folks, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little. So long, everybody. Run It Again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVay Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.